Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. And today, we are going to go over the week four slate of games, some surprises, some expectations that happen, things of that nature, through the NFL slate of games this past week. And, Donald, just to start off, what was the biggest surprising game that uh, you saw uh, Sunday? Biggest surprising game? Well... I will say this. I, I almost called every single game correct except for two. So we're going to get that out the way right now. But the biggest surprising game is, in my opinion, was that Buffalo-Miami game. I knew Buffalo was going to take care of business. I called it. I said it. Um, a lot of people didn't believe me. They said, you know, Miami was a, Miami's the hottest team in the NFL coming into that in, in, into that game. 70 points. I mean, they got they – look, they look like the regular Dolphins – a Dolphins of old, right? Um, you know, when they when they went up to Buffalo, New York. So that was my biggest surprise game um, for me. Oh, my biggest surprise was actually the Titans and the Bengals. It's not necessarily because of who ended up winning. It was the Bengals only put three points up, mm-hmm. right? And I, we've been waiting like NFL fans and 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 all that have been waiting for the Bengals offense to really wake up and they really haven't yet and the and that Mike Grabel defense just put a hurting on that offense and that that really made me go what you know the like you 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 picked the Titans to win but I'm sure you didn't pick them to win by four scores right yeah. <laughs> well the tight the, the Titans woke up that running game too yeah, like they 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 finally woke their running game up. Um, they looked a lot better in that aspect. Um, so you get that running game going too. It's ugly because you already know Henry is a monster when he yes. can get going. So you know, absolutely one hundred percent. All right, before we get into the rest of the games, I just want to remind everybody: Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's actually get in a little bit about that Buffalo-Miami game because let's face it, we both picked Buffalo to win that game. We did. And it was a blowout. I mean, it was it was a track race through the first quarter and a half of the game, right? It looked like, you know, it was going to be – and I was saying, this could be a 50-50 game, literally 50 points for each team. It's possible. I just see Buffalo winning. And it looked like it was going to start like that. And then Buffalo's defense started making key plays. And Miami broke down. Their their execution on offense was not able to uh, continue. And they made mistakes, key mistakes, like that interception that Tua threw that absolutely he should not have thrown. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before, Buffalo saw chinks in the armor. They saw that, you know, um, 
if pressured, Tua can make mistakes. You can fool Tua with some with some pass coverages. He'll force it. Um, you know, these guys are riding high. They think that they're invincible at this point. And Tua thinks that he can do some things that um, are probably above his skill level. You know, and so you see it. They've been front runners all year. Um, and definitely a front runner last week with 70 points. It was never even close. And it was kind of a setup game for him. You know, they look good. They look great. They put up 70. They're riding high. And you going in to play, I'm calling them the Super Bowl contenders coming out of the AFC this year. You going into a hostile environment. I said it in our in our in our prediction show last week. This is not the game where you can mess around. These guys are for real. I told you Buffalo was for real. They should have been a, they should be 4-0. They shouldn't have lost to the Jets. Um, that was their fault. But this was the game where they gave Miami some humble pie. And if you look at it from the standpoint, they out-physicaled them the whole game. They wanted it more. They wanted to prove to them that they were not that good. And they did all the above. And, and, the, and then the Buffalo fans were, I already know, man, that place is rough to play in. So all those things was a culmination of I saw the writing on the wall. Loss for Miami. Yeah, absolutely. I want to move on because, well, not r- real quick. I will say people forgot about Josh Allen, I think. And he, how? I know. I don't know how you forget about it. I don't get that. Last week he played a hell of a game. And then this week he played an even better game. Dude is legit. And he can run the football too. Like you're forgetting like he's big. He's physical. He has an arm. He can run the football. He commands the offense. I just don't understand how people write him off. He's in my top 10. If not, he's creepy. He's in my top six quarterbacks in the league right now i see josh as a top three quarterback in this league you, you know, know yeah arguably right yeah and and i understand that he showed some questionable things week one but it's week yeah. one right against miami dude had more touchdowns total touchdowns than he had incompletions in that game he had over 300 yards passing four passing touchdowns no turnovers and then had that run that for a touchdown as well. Yep. Dude could do it all. And you you put those weapons with him when they start clicking, it is very difficult to stop mm-hmm. that Bills offense. It is. Um, let's go ahead. Let's let's move on to another game. I I, I want to talk about uh Baltimore just mm-hmm. rolling Cleveland. We both got this game wrong. And there's a reason why we got this game wrong. Deshaun Watson was a last-minute scratch in the game, right, because of his injury. And it was end up DTR, Dorian Thomas Robinson, that played, uh, that that was the quarterback in this game. And he, he had I known that DTR was going to be playing instead of Deshaun Watson, I probably would have picked the Ravens. And that's the, the, the reason why. The reason why is because he's a rookie and because the Ravens, Jim Harbaugh, and this defense, they can cause problems for rookie quarterbacks, which they did. I mean, he threw three interceptions, right, in this game. Uh, So, uh, but I'm going to hold on to my pick because I did pick the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take the L, right? And, and, and roll with it. It is what it is, but that, that was the biggest that was a that was a a big big loss on both of our parts. I think. Yeah, you know, um, I'm a man too, so I'll take my loss. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, did we know that he wasn't going to play? No. So um, we can't expect that kid to get thrown in the fire like that, you know, hours before a game um, or however long it was before he really knew that he was about to be the guy in there um, and, and play well in the, the at, at quarterback. Like, that's just not realistic. Um, I know that as soon as Baltimore heard that, they they started salivating. Um, and then, you know, Lamar was Lamar yesterday. He really, I, I think, you know, he didn't have 200 yards passing, but he really made some good decisions with the football, no interceptions, um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, he's going to rush for, he didn't have a ton of rushing yards, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't have a ton of rushing yards yesterday, but they spread out the rushing yards. They did just enough to where, you know, evenly everybody, it was really, it was really, it was really a, a game where defense won the game for him. Even though they put up 28 points, defense won the game for him with the turnovers and that was huge because if you look at the stat sheet for Baltimore, no one's lighting it up over there um, from, from this game yesterday. Like, there's no 100-yard receiver. There's no 100-yard rusher. Um, you know, Lamar had 186 yards passing, but the defense won the football game for him, winning the turnover battle, scoring over to off of turnovers. Um, and so that's why this score looks, looks the way it does. So here's my thing, though. Because of that, I'm still not sold on Baltimore being truly a very good football team because of the simple fact that, if they if their offense was so high octane and so high powered, they should it, this should have been forty something to three, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been saying for this whole year, like I'm not sold on Baltimore this year. Well, I mean, they did score twenty eight on the Browns, but those three picks, I mean, there was a lot of points off turnover, yeah. right? I mean, if you want to say that's twenty one points, right? It, theoretically speaking, or at yeah. least like let's give it three scores. Yeah, I mean, two of those interceptions got ran back. One by Brandon Stevens uh, uh, got returned for 52 yards. I mean, good Lord, talk about great. And then the Geno Stone got returned for 36. So uh, that's, that's, it's hard to come back from something like that. And that just adds points uh, to Lamar and, and this, and this team. But I I thought the Browns defense played as well as they could uh, in the position that they were put in Um, just, we're waiting on Deshaun Watson to get back. A guy that Baltimore's waiting, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, he should be back soon for the Baltimore defense. That's just going to make that defense even more tough because Marlon's a really good corner as well when he's healthy. You know, yeah. so uh, that'll be that'll be a a welcome addition back to the Ravens when he's able to get back. And uh, what's wrong with OBJ? Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm done with that situation. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I hear you on that one. Is there another game that you want to talk about? Uh, there's there's obviously a few games out there. Yeah, um, I want to talk about the Texans Steelers game. Okay, um, I think that that game right there, you know, out of all you know the 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 four or three quarterbacks that were picked very high this year, you know, uh, I think this is a bright spot for the Texans. Um, I think that CJ Stroud is hitting. He's he, you know, personally out of all of them that came out, I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. And um, it's obviously showing right now. He threw for 306 yards yesterday, no interceptions. And it's fourth, fourth NFL official game. Like he looks good. CJ Stroud looks good. 
And I told you, I said, Pittsburgh's going to go down there and Houston is starting to, they're, they're starting to get that offense clicking. Their defense is, they're not a bad defensive team either. And they got after Kenny Pickett. They took him out of there, um, you know, uh, applying pressure to him. Uh, Houston looked good yesterday and I was really impressed. I didn't think it was going to be such a lopsided win, 30 to six. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't call that. Right. But I, that was a very impressive, uh, impressive game to see um, from the, t- from the Texans yesterday. Oh yeah. CJ Stroud's definitely hitting a stride right now. And he's, he's really out there uh, looking to get that rookie of the year award. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if he continues playing the way he is, is a good possibility. He could do that. Puka might have something to say about that. Yeah. I think Puka's Puka's got some serious, yeah. Uh, consideration in there as well. A game I want to kind of puff my chest out a little bit. Uh-oh. All right, just a little. Okay. We both picked the Chiefs to win. Yeah. But I straight said this is going to be a closer game than everyone says. You did say that. I will give you that. I said it wasn't. You said it was. You were right. Yeah. They ended up being 23-20. I was like, this Jets defense is real, and Zach Wilson's better than people give him credit for. Right? And – it ended up, Zach didn't have a bad game. You know, 28-39, 245, two tugs, no interceptions. No picks, no picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give you that one. Here's the deal. Um, Patrick Mahomes is human. Mm-hmm. He had those interceptions. Everybody's like, oh, my God, he threw a pick. Oh, my God, he threw another one. I'm like, yo, he's going to have those days where he throws them. Like, mm-hmm. the dude is a human being. Like, Tom Brady's had multiple pick games before. It's not the end of the world. How you respond is how well, how good of a player you are. Yep. And he responded when it was crunch time. The Chiefs took care of business. You know, I would love to to to, to have seen the Jets upset the the mighty Chiefs because I'm really. Can I just say something sidebar? I'm tired of the Taylor Swift stuff. Like we got to stop it. I'm watching a football game to watch football. I don't care about looking at Taylor Swift every two three. I don't care. Before this, I couldn't tell you who Taylor Swift was. If she walked into Kroger or walked into the gym and I'm working out, I would be like, I don't know who that is. Now I know who Taylor Swift is and what she I did, It's just too much. Anyway, I just I don't like the circus, the media circus around that situation. So for that reason, I kind of wanted to see the Jets beat, <laughs> beat Kansas City. But, you know, the Jets defense really took care of business, man. They got after Patrick Mahomes. Um, not enough when it was needed. Um, you know, he was – we ran for what? That one scramble he had was like 30-something yards. And then, again, at the end of the game to down the ball within like the three-yard line to win the game, he's just a heads-up player. But Zach Wilson did, you know, he did respond well, you know, after all the, the all the talk and, you know, everybody writing him off. That New York's a tough market to play in. Mm-hmm. And you saw him mouth or when he was talking to one of his teammates, this one's on me, bro. Mm-hmm. I lost the game for us. And I'm like, nah, don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, there were some throws you missed, but it's a it's it's every it's a team. But sport. as a leader, you kind of got to take it. Yeah, you, you take it. On your you know, he did the right thing in yeah. that aspect. You know, even though his teammates will be like, "Nah, dude, this is this is, right. this is you know." But you want to see you want to see your head coach and your quarterback whenever you lose take the heat, and when they mm-hmm. win, you want to see him spread it around and be yes. like, "Oh, this was a team win, right?" right? Yes. And you know what? Zach Wilson, man, you know, hats off to him, man. He he got thrusted into a very, very, very tough situation. Like, let's just be real. Like four plays into into the season, 
you're the starting guy again when you know in the back of your mind that you know these these fans don't want to see me on the field right now. They really want to see Aaron Rodgers. That's why everyone's here. You know, everyone thought that we were winning Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers. Now I got to come in and try to you know keep this thing afloat. Like that's tough. Yeah. You're hearing the stuff, and you're you know you're in the New York market in New York New York Jersey. That whole area is a rough place to play. Got people are going to tell you how it is. They probably say stuff to him in public. You probably don't want to be in public that much. It's a tough thing for him in his life right now, playing in this environment and, and putting the team on your back. So you got people have to take that into account. It ain't just about, you know, it is on the field, but think about what's going on in, inside of that helmet of that man that's trying to, you know, um, win a football game. And, and there's so many decisions he's got to make. It's I, I put the human element into it, and I feel for guys like that. Yes, if you're good enough, you're going to rise to the occasion. And you saw that he is a talented quarterback. He made some good decisions with the football. He didn't make bad decisions because he didn't throw any interceptions. Yeah, his throws could have been better. Yeah, he could have probably, you know, ran or got rid of the ball a little bit faster. But take the good with the bad. I mean, they fought back, and they fought back with probably, one, you know, the other Super Bowl contender coming out of the AFC. So, you know, um, Zach Wilson, hats off to him. They didn't get the W, but at the end of the day, take the positives out of that situation. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, I think the last game I want to discuss is now we both picked the Eagles to win. Yeah. But I don't think we expected this to go to overtime. No, sir. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the other one, right? That's the other front runner game. I, I was like, in the prediction show, I'm like, next, we don't even need to talk about it. Eagles, mm-hmm. hands down. This is, you know, maybe Washington, somebody heard it. So like, listen to our podcast saw it and they were like hey man they bite y'all off but no seriously in all seriousness you know uh washington came to play and you know philly i thought at times um they were they 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 were just there they did enough to get the w um but they weren't as physical i felt like in the run game they weren't as physical as they usually are run the ball downhill i mean when you look at the box score and you look at the phil you know the eagles like rushing wise, like no one was like over 100 yards like Swift yeah. had 54, 56 yards rushing. Like yeah. it wasn't the dominant hunting some yards that he had the, the previous week. Just overall, they just weren't the same team. No, you're right. Uh, they weren't. And the commanders looked like they were out there playing very physical, hard nosed football. Hats off to Sam Howell. Okay. Yes. Uh, hats off to him. He, he went out there, he played himself an efficient game, mm-hmm. right? He, he did his scrambling as well, six carries. Um, 40 yards, that's six and a half yards of carry uh, as, as a scrambling quarterback. Didn't throw any interceptions, had that touchdown. Almost 300 yards passing on 41. That is a lot to put on a quarterback when you're looking over at that Philly front seven because that front seven for Philly is no joke, yeah. right? No. <laughs> and you, can, you, you can pick and choose who's going to get pressure across mm-hmm. the board. You know, either it's inside or outside. Um, with he got guys, pressure. He got oh, sacked yeah. five times and hit multiple times. Yeah, and he still stayed in there, and he still, you know, when it counted, he made throws and he made catch. They, you know, those guys made some catches, um, you know, towards the end, especially um, that touchdown pass that he threw was very, very impressive. So you have to, you know, Philly's got to understand, and this is how, this is why some teams are good for a long period of time and they become great, and why some teams are just always going to be a good team, but they don't really, they they don't win a championship. 
because they don't understand that teams are going to come give you their best shot every single week, whether it's a two, two and one football team, a zero and four football team, or if, you know, you know, a, a five and zero football. You're going to get their best shot, and you guys got to be dialed in so where it, like it's not even close. Or we're going to show you why we are who we're supposed to be every single week. And you're kind of seeing that. But still, it's early in the season. So when you look at it from a standpoint of Kansas City still playing with the Jets, you know, um, Philly still playing with Washington. Like, you know, like those those games are going to happen early in the season because teams are still trying to figure out who they're supposed to be and who they really are. And so guys got to be more leaders, you know, in the locker room. Not to say Jalen Hurts is not a leader, but you got to – they're going to have games like this where you're going to have to ask more guys to step up. And so, like, when I look at the stat sheet, yes, they won the game, but no one's over 100 – again, no one's over 100 yards receiving, um, you know, for uh, for Philly. You know, uh, well, A.J. Brown did his thing. I mean, he had a monster game, four catches, uh, nine, nine receptions for 175 yards. But besides that, everyone else was kind of just like <laughs> – yeah, look, that stat was ridiculous, right? I mean, him by himself – but when you look at the run game, it was obsolete. It yeah, was, I mean, so, you know, they'll figure out who they are. They're a very good football team. They'll figure out um, how to get wins this year. They're not going to be undefeated by any stretch of imagination, I, you know. But they will, you know, they will have these games where they got to come with it from teams that should not be, you know, in it with them. So, Speaking of the Eagles and you was talking about undefeated, there's only two undefeated teams right now in the league, mm-hmm. uh, the Eagles and the Niners, both in the NFC. Yes. Who's, who's losing first? Who's, who's going to be the last undefeated team standing? Well, the Cowboys have the Niners this week, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, is that correct? Right. I think so. Um, I don't see, I don't, I, I, I do not see Dallas beating the Niners right now. Um, I would have to look at the rest of the schedule. But the way these both teams are playing, I would have to say Philly would take a loss before the Niners do. Just because of the way that um no, I'll, reverse that. I'll reverse that. The only reason why I reverse that is McCaffrey is their whole offense. You if you if you figure out a way to neutralize McCaffrey, I don't know if if, if the 49ers have a have a solution for that. I'm gonna say Philly is at the Rams and, and Dallas is at the Niners next week. So uh those those are those are not gimme games on either one of them. No, we got what well, we have to see how you know Stafford if he's going to play. Yeah, you know with yeah, that he got beat up pretty bad yeah. in that game against the Colts. So. Stafford doesn't play, then this is a cakewalk for Philly. Yeah, and 49ers have more of their hands full with Dallas, but Dallas is Dallas. I'm not a Dallas fan. I'll be the first to say it, and I will always say it. Nothing make, makes me more happy than to see the Cowboys lose from time to time. Um, just because they're just, I just can't with Dallas. But, um, you know, so it's a toss up, man. It, it's, I can't wait to see them two play each other. Um, at some point, yeah. it's got to happen. It's going to be Clash of the, of the Titans, and that's going to be must watch TV, no matter what their records are at that time. Absolutely. Those are going to be two teams you want to see play each other. Yeah. Just like the NFC Championship game last week, last year. Um, yeah. I think I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, going over the week four slate of games. Obviously, we're recording this on Monday, so the Monday night football game was not added to this. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, I can't wait to watch the game actually tonight. Uh, any final words? Any final thoughts before we end this episode? Um, you know, just lots of 
not as many upsets in my in my opinion as last, the week prior. Um, I thought this was a great slate of games this week. A lot of hard fought games. Um, I want to keep patting myself on the back because I predicted these outcomes for the most part. Um, but no, man, just you know, another exciting week of football, and I look forward to you know next week and what has it what what's that store for the NFL? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this this year has been interesting and exciting to say the least so far uh from week to week until next time i'm lawrence owen that was donald thomas this was believe in colts going over the week four slate of games reviewing those games and uh it was brought to you by bet online and as usual i want you to have a good one peace do you believe Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.